0: Hi! Are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNRTV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, Last week, for first-time five subscribers, five use promo code SURSTURDY 30, 30 to save $5, $5 for your first month. GNR, GNR TV, TV. Streaming done right.
1: Let's get slicing and dicing with SURSTURDY horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmare.
2: Well, just Jason's mask.
1: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Another awesome, fun, exciting episode of Horror with Sir so Sturdy. Today I have Malvolia, the Queen of Screams, on here. How's it going?
2: Hi, I'm great. How are you? <laughs>
1: I'm doing good. I was just telling you a little while ago, I was watching your YouTube video, your YouTube channel, going through a few videos, and I highly recommend it. Very entertaining, very creative.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: And um, I guess we could, you could just tell tell us about yourself as far as... What got you into the YouTube thing? And then I'll ask you about the horror stuff after. Sure,
2: yeah. Um, So, basically, I'm an indie horror uh, actress and filmmaker. And um, I had written a script treatment for a feature film. And um, it got rejected. (laughs) And then um, I I wasn't under the the restrictions of the horror franchise that I was reading uh, writing the treatment for, mm-hmm. so uh, the, one of the producers of the franchise was like, "Hey, you've got something here. You should you should really do something with it." So I just kind of sat on it, trying to figure out like what I wanted to do, what I wanted to say, and um, I went to Son of Monster Palooza that year where they were um, honoring Elvira, nice. and I was amazed because I was not I was not an Elvira girl. I I was more Tales of the Crypt, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I was so amazed that there were people that were still following her, still, like, loving her and standing in ridiculous lines to just have, like, two minutes with her. So I thought, oh, maybe this horror hostess thing is, is something that people are still interested in, but I didn't really hear a lot about it. And uh, I thought I was going to, uh, you know, rewrite the film about a horror host, uh, okay. but I wanted to make her real, make her lifelike and yeah. maybe build up a fan base to then do the feature film. Well, once I released her out into the world, everybody kind of fell in love with her and she's been around ever since and I've never done the feature film.
1: <laughs> hey, there's still time. There's
2: still time, yes. <laughs>
1: that's that's really cool though. Like I like how you just try I mean, the future, the feature film got shot down, which it happens. Cool. Mm-hmm. But you didn't let that bring you down and then you're just like, you know what? Let me just Try some stuff on YouTube, have some fun with this, and you built a yeah. uh, great fan base, as I can see.
2: Yeah, and you just keep yeah. I mean,
1: pushing along with it, which is awesome.
2: The, yes, yeah. I mean, if I if I took every no that I've received in this career of mine seriously, I would not be doing it anymore. I wouldn't be here. You know, you just got to kind of take risks and and kind of just go with your heart and with your gut on what you want to do and. Full speed ahead,
1: you know. I agree with you 100%. From for me, what I do with the podcast is and YouTube stuff. I'm getting there, but I just do it all out of a hobby. But the thing that you just said with the whole no thing, like I said, I was just saying this the other day to people. I was like, you can't, you can't be offended when somebody says no, and you can't be afraid of the word no. And I say that because, as far as being afraid of told no, I mean, I have I ask people to come on the podcast if they say no. I've been told no, cool, that's fine.
0: And Mm -hmm. I'm not offended
1: Mm -hmm. by it because some people might look at it like, hey, this is just a small show. How's it going to help me out on my end? I'm just doing it as a fan, as a hobby. Maybe they want to come on later on down the road. Cool. And I just keep going from there. I get a lot of yeses. You get a couple of nos. And you get a lot of people reaching out, too, which is awesome.
2: For sure. I mean, if you believe that everything happens for a reason, everything does happen for a reason. You know, you're going to get the right people at the right time that are going to expose you at the right time. And just everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. If you if you have that belief and you have that that way of life, you know, no means yes in so many ways. You know, I know it can be such a blessing.
1: Yes, it, it really is. And it doesn't even like like I said, I don't get offended by it. I don't get upset by it. I don't think, like, what to, what can I do to get this person on? I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe later on down the road they'll reach out to exactly. me. Exactly, yeah. And I learned so much from it. Like, usually when you hear the word no, especially as a child, you hate it, you're mad, mm-hmm. you're upset. But with this, you know, the podcasting field, it's just – it happens. And the cool thing about this podcasting thing, too, is, like, I've had quite a few people on here that we've started if either – with the podcast or they're doing indie films or whatever we started around the same time and just watching each other grow and still staying connected with that and then networking each other with other people like what i like to do is um five actresses on here directors even other podcasters i'll send people to these other you know to these other networks I'm like hey these people do a great podcast maybe you should go on there to help promote yourself this that and the third this is a cool director that i've had on here a couple of times you should you know, talk to him or other actors and actresses. I try to keep that going just because it helps us all grow at the end of the day. And it just, those same people will do the same for me. Like, Hey, go check out this guy's podcast. If you want to do something on there, he'll definitely let you go on. And some people don't really look at it like that. They only look at it as like a self gain. Yeah. Like for example, when this is over, I'm going to send you to a director actually, but when this is Mm -hmm. over, say, say, uh, you never wanted to be on the podcast again. I'm just throwing this out there. You never want to be on the podcast again, or you never threw me anything Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't care about, like, I don't care. I don't look at it as that. I'm like, she was cool enough to come on the podcast. That helps. Her fans will listen to this podcast because she was on here and vice versa. And people will listen to your YouTube channel. But some people just look at it as a game for themselves. I'm like, look, if I can help this one person come on here, get them a little bit more exposure, that's going <laughs> to help me. And it just helped, it just helped us all grow.
2: I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And I find that in the horror community that is really beneficial. A lot of people kind of watch out for other people. They do follow Fridays on Instagram. You know, like I've met mm-hmm. a lot of people um, who helped me out a lot just by trying to help network with them. So exactly. I totally back you up 100%. I'm with, yeah.
1: That's awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> my next one is for you is what got you, who or what got you into horror? And what was the first movie you remember that scared you as a kid?
2: Ah, this is a great question. Um, so, My dad has always been the horror fan of the Mm -hmm. family. Um, He would always watch a lot of universal classic monster films like Frankenstein and Dracula were really big. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was always watching horror. Always, always, always. And it it was always a common thing because I I come from a family of readers, and so like Anne Rice and Interview with a Vampire and Mm -hmm. Alfred Hitchcock were always huge uh, conversations like over, you know, holiday dinners or whatnot. So um, my dad was the one that exposed me to horror, and my first movie that scared the daylights out of me was The Gate, starring Stephen (laughs) Doerr.
1: That's awesome. (laughs)
2: I really thought those little creatures were going to come up in our backyard garden and just come and like attack us and stuff like that. So That's awesome.
1: I love this. I love to see like what started that passion for with people. For me, I have older cousins, I have older brothers and all that and you know how when you're the youngest at the time, yeah. you want to do whatever they're doing, follow them around. So basically I'd follow them around. And whatever horror movies they were watching at the time, I would just sit and watch them with them. And yes, they scared the crap out of me every single time. But I wanted to watch it more and more. (laughs) And the first movie, I don't know if it's the first movie I've ever seen. I don't know if it's the first movie that's actually scared me. But it's the first movie that I remember scaring me. It was uh, Creepshow Part 2, The Hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. I don't know. Like, looking back at it now, watching it, it's hilarious. I love it. But then, as a kid your mind just runs wild and like i was so scared to where i'd have to i don't remember who brought me one of my cousins or my brother i was like look i have to use the bathroom okay go ahead and go ahead like, no you you have to walk you got to come with me (laughs) yeah wait outside the door and then you know then i'll come back and watch the movie and the funny thing about horror even as a kid like no matter how scared you are you still want to go back and watch it just for that that feeling i don't care if you sleep with the lights on all night yeah. Their, their rule pretty much was, if we were watching that, my house or one of their houses, don't wake up mom or don't wake up aunt whoever, because uh-huh. then, we're all, uh-huh. then we're all in trouble for letting you watch this. So <laughs> exactly. I stuck by that. I would sleep in the room with those guys. And it just, it grew from there to like one of my, he's like a brother to me. Now he is my brother, my best friend. He, li- he lives in Colorado and I moved out there about a year ago. We would grow up together watching horror movies, like birthday parties and all this stuff. And then my younger cousins. And my younger brother, but just it just grew up as a passion. And now I get to go to the like um Scaracon out here by me.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. Are you in Massachusetts?
1: I'm, I'm actually in upstate New York, but I'm not far oh. from there at all.
2: Oh, okay. Scare- ScareCon hours? is in Massachusetts, yeah? Or am I making that
1: up? No, no, no. It's they have one in Massachusetts in June, and then they have one, it just moved from what is it, like Verona, New York, to Rochester, New York. They have that one in October.
2: Are you in Rochester?
1: I'm in Albany, but I'm like three hours away from it, so I'm going.
2: I, w- I went to school near Buffalo. Really? I-, I went to Niagara University in Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: awesome. <laughs> are you still on the East Coast?
2: No, I'm in L.A. now.
1: Ah, uh, oh, that's far. I can't
2: do those winters anymore. That's crazy. They,
1: they do <laughs> suck. They, they do suck. <laughs> the cons are Sorry, cool, mean, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, that's perfectly fine. That always happens on here, too. But, like, with the, um, so, yeah, me and my brother, we go to these cons. My wife is the one who actually found out about these horror conventions. We, All we heard about was Comic-Cons. I don't know what she did. She did her little, you know how females are, like, FBI doing a little oh, research. Yeah.
2: yeah, we can find anything.
1: I know. And she found these cons, and she didn't go to the first one with us. She did, actually didn't go to ScareCon. And so last year with me, we stayed out there for the weekend, uh-huh. brought, brought the podcast out there. I just started the podcast nice. last year, last January. So I brought the podcast out there. And with podcasters, they let you go there. They give you a table
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: give you two media passes. That's free. So I, I had to, and two chairs for the table. So I had, I had to get like two more chairs. I had to pay for power. And I think I bought like one more media pass for someone. But that alone is just awesome and it get you out there get you exposure. So what I did with that, I took that opportunity to network with people and then with people that I was already like in a circle with so to speak. I told them like, <laughs> "Look, I'm going to be at this horror convention. Send me your business cards." If you know, it has to do with horror and all that obviously. Send me your business cards. Like, "Alright, what do you want? No, free of charge. Just when I send you some, just do the same for me. That's all I ask." And yeah. I spread them out at my table. And I had a great time. I can't wait to do it again this October. It's going to be so freaking fun. Cool, good for you. Yeah. Have now do you do conventions or anything?
2: I've just kind of started to. Uh two years ago I just I dressed up as my character and, and walked around son of a monsterpalooza. Mm-hmm. Um this this past month I was sponsored by Boneyard Effects and awesome. um I had like a little mini table with them at Midsummer Scream. So slowly but surely, it's just it's just so expensive and, and really is. you know, very competitive. Um yeah,
1: you should. Try. I'd love to do
2: more, but
1: I would say I don't know if all cons do it, but you, maybe you should try to go there as like a media thing. A as media Like a press
2: pass. Yeah. To get a press I, pass
1: and
2: I'm, I'm such a slacker with that. I always like kind of forget until like a week before and I'm like, oh, I should have done it. But yeah, I really need to do my homework and get on my A game.
1: It really is. Like with the con I go to, they have a thing on Facebook. They'll send it out to sign up for an application for the media pass. They want to see like your pages and all that. And, I mean, nine times out of ten, they're going to sign you up. And yeah. all you have to do, you sign that up, you fill it out, you give them your, like, your YouTube, your Facebook, and whatever else you have. Your, well, for me, my podcast page as well. And then they just want you to just share their posts here and there, which is easy. I do that anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> it takes two seconds to hit that share button.
2: Exactly, exactly, yeah.
1: And then I, I also have to have the guy who runs the con, I have to have him on, which is perfectly fine. Oh yeah. But with that, with um, which is another cool thing for the listeners that do uh, fan made films, October Scarecon has a film film festival, so I can let that guy know and I, whoever I'm talking to, if you got a film ready to send to a fest, I can give him your email or give you yeah, his email give to, me
2: give me some props because he denied me out. one year so.
1: <laughs> and I just go from there. I, don't, I and I I recently just learned about this film fest like earlier this year, a couple of months ago, I had no idea. (laughs) And now I'm like, okay, now that I know this, anybody that comes on here that does indie horror stuff, I'm just going to tell them, I don't know, like, I don't know the time frame for any of that, but I'm like, here's the email. So send it. I don't know. I don't understand any of that stuff, but there's at least another opportunity for you. Absolutely. Oh, man. So what's your favorite horror slasher if you had to choose one?
2: Oh God, horror slasher. (laughs) Um, Oh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jason. I love Friday the 13th. Um, man, I'm glad you didn't ask me who my favorite final girl is. That always gets me. I'm like, damn, I don't know. I guess pretty, that's my next question. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Next question: Who's your favorite final girl? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm super open to everything. I don't like have like a super super favorite, but I definitely am kind of biased with Friday the Thirteenth. I dig Jason. I
1: oh. dig his history. And me too. Hands down, yeah. it's Jason. Yeah. And I think a huge reason, besides the fact that he's the best and awesome, is again childhood. Friday the Thirteenth. That movie came on every Friday the Thirteenth, and it was on for that whole weekend. So I got I have seen it more than any other horror movie in my life, probably. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. they cut out the you know the blood and guts, unfortunately, but still I got to get used to that character all the time, and so he's definitely my favorite favorite final girl. I used, Who was I used that? to
2: always think like Freddy was a little too kooky, you know, too silly. Like the older, too yeah, too silly, yeah. too kind of comedy, too like slapstick. Um, the older I'm getting, I kind of really respect it no I get oh, it, yeah. I like it. Um, but as a kid, yeah, I didn't really get Freddy it very much.
1: See, with with Freddie though, I think. They started doing with um, which is the most popular. And part three is where they really started going in that direction. The first two yeah. were the more serious, scary. He was still silly in it a very little bit, but not as much. And yeah, I agree though. I do. I always enjoyed Freddy. He just wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't do it for me. It was always Jason. And then maybe Michael. I like the Silent Killers. I just they're so brutal. Yeah. You got Art the Clown now in Terrifier. That's another real brutal one. Yeah. What was that? His,
2: think, his kills are the best.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I just yeah. couldn't
2: follow the, the story of the movie at all, but his kills were, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
1: I'll admit that. That one didn't really have a story to it, but I feel with the sequel, I think they're going to do something about a story. I think they were just trying to get something out there. Yeah. And they definitely did. They, made they a, definitely did.
2: Yeah. With their, that chainsaw.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that was one. My, that's actually <laughs> one of my favorite kills of all time. Agreed. Upside down kill, Agreed. That was that was amazing. I was like, that's Jason worthy. And actually, okay. Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. It wasn't. They didn't show it, but when he split the guy in half, that was walking on his hands. Yep. I was like, I wonder if they borrowed that idea. I know they took it a lot further, but hey, that was that was an awesome kill.
2: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, what's your um, what's your go-to horror movie that you have to watch? I'll say in October or even on Halloween. Is it Halloween or? It's
2: always Halloween. I usually watch on Halloween. Um, I will watch Friday the Thirteenth, but my go-to go-to horror movie that I always like if I'm if I'm sitting down to write or if I'm just sitting down to do something and I need something in the background Mm -hmm. is The Ruins. Do you remember that film?
1: I have to go back and see that. I don't know it, if I've seen it or not, but is that the one in the cave with the girls? It's,
2: it's not. No, you're thinking of the Descent, I think.
1: Yes, with I all am. The girls.
2: Okay. The Ruins is about like two couples and like friends that they meet, and they go to this like, I want to say it's Mexican uh, in Mexico, uh, mm-hmm. like at like a temple, and like you, they step towards it, and like all these like native people come out and they're like you can't leave you can't leave like they threaten to kill them and all this kind of stuff because they stepped foot by the the ruins of Mm -hmm. this temple and then they end up like being stuck on on the temple and you kind of find out like why and
1: all that kind of stuff was there plants involved in this movie yes yeah i did i'd seen that recently with my wife actually maybe well within the past year once you said the temple thing and all that i'm like okay yes i did see that and they got like some sort of I want to say they got some sort of sickness. I can't remember 100% exactly, but that's a good one.
2: For some reason, that's always my go-to. Like, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I get more out of it. I I think it's just the way that the characters are set up and the story and everything. I mean, it was a book originally, but I just think it's just so great.
1: That's awesome. I guess I'm going to have to get you back on here to review that movie with me then, huh?
2: Yeah, I'd be down for sure. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) So what um what gets you in your mindset of your character? Like what do you have to do to get in that you know what I mean like that what do you have to do the headspace do you have to have to get into that character or is it just like a switch?
2: Just
1: relive everything that's pissed me off.
2: The rest of- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was say, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um she's just kind of it's really funny. I if, if you've watched the series, you've kind of seen her grow darker and more evil and more vicious. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the goal with Malfolia. I always wanted her to be just, just evil, like evil, evil stepmother, evil, evil step queen. Um, and so uh, there's just this inner itch inside me, I guess, that comes out every time I put on that dress, and I start sweating, and <laughs> the hair, and all the makeup. It just kind of all comes together, um, and it's really fun. It's really, really fun to be mean because when I first started out in Los Angeles, um, I mostly went out for like best friend roles, or um, you know, the girl next door, and all that kind of stuff, and that's all great and that's all fine and that's all fun. But at the same time, it's like you really want to delve deep and get darker and stuff. And so, um, that's where I can with Melolia, which is great. So, um, I just, once, once the whole ensemble is together, it just comes alive.
1: See, that's, that's, that's really cool. I I can't (laughs) wait to see more. Like I can't wait to see more (laughs) and I can't wait to see that, that film. I think it's going to, it's going to happen.
2: Yes. (laughs) um, last last Halloween when we did our Halloween special I made it a point to try and stay away from the other actors that we were um, we were torturing mm-hmm. um, just because I kind of wanted that little because I'm all friends I'm friends with all of them mm-hmm. everybody that I work with I'm friends with but so that particular uh, two days that we shot I really tried to stay away from the actors and stop trying to kind of be like buddy buddy with them because I really wanted to be mean and yell and be vicious and be nasty and and um, I think in the beginning, in the beginning of the film, you can kind of see a lot of that come out. And mm-hmm. that's, that was kind of like a little game that I played with them as well. Um, yeah, it's just in there. <laughs> that's cool
1: though. That's cool. And it, it kind of reminds me of, um, I can't remember if it was on the documentary or his book, but Kane Hodder was saying something similar to that when he plays Jason, mm-hmm. he was saying like, he'll stay away from the other cast. Just so yeah, when they see, when they see him in the movie, when they're recording the scares are they look more real more authentic and I was like that's that makes a lot of sense it's so freaking awesome how it is yeah
2: when we were rehearsing too I purposely didn't go full out I just was just saying my lines because I wanted to really surprise a lot of them as to what I would do and how I would say these things and how mean I would be so um so I think it worked I think it was very successful
1: that's awesome (laughs) that's real cool and you have a lot of a lot of stuff like I have it on my TV over here. You have a lot of stuff over here. Now, how long does it take for a short or a skit? Like how long do I see that they're like twenty minutes? But I know it takes way longer than twenty minutes to do that.
2: Yeah. So the longest I think that's on there is our Halloween special from last year, which was twenty six minutes, mm-hmm. and it took about two days to shoot. Oh. Um, and it was, it was like the largest cast that we ever had. Um, the, uh, the largest moving pieces that we had, we added a stunt scene into it. We really amped up the special effects and the kills and the blood and, um, yeah, we really pushed the limits with that. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it did take two days. Um, everything else that you see, a lot of my intro outros, I'll film like four or five at a time on one day within like six to eight hours. Um, the the Christmas skit from last year was about a twelve hour shoot like one day, oh. um, so usually it's about a day that'll it take yeah.
1: That's it's just amazing. It it always amazes me when I ask people that because I'm like, you take all that time to do that just for and I don't mean this to be disrespectful. I'm just saying just for like an 20, 20 minute minutes. shoot. Yeah. I kind of yeah. I kind of get it on a way smaller scale as far as like when I do my little videos all the work is in the freaking editing.
0: <laughs> it like is. It's, it's
1: far as, yeah. I mean, as far as for what I'll do, like I'll do like unboxings and show like new horror things that I get. I can do that in like 20 minutes, maybe an hour, depending on how long the video is. But then all the work is going to that, whatever program you use and just editing it. I'm like, Oh my goodness. why couldn't this be two clicks done.
2: I know. I started to kind of like do that with the intro outros. Like if you, if you watch season one, our intro outros were pretty elaborate. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really dwindle down because I started having to do it by myself a lot. Okay. And so it's really hard to film yourself in many different angles and get yourself in focus without using autofocus. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I mean, I totally get it. So a lot of my intro outros really dwindled down, even just like one shots, just trying to get the monologue out within one take. And I feel you on that. Editing takes a long
1: time. It's a long process. It it, it really does. Yeah, (laughs) like I had as far as the podcast part of it goes, my younger brother, he makes beats and all that stuff. So that part I can send to him and he'll do that part. So I'm so glad he does that for me because I have no idea how to do that. The video editing is easier for me because I just always for some reason, I always gravitated towards the cameras and stuff and just record and stuff. And then I mess with little things on the computer and I enjoyed that. But as far as the audio with the podcast. He knows what he's doing, so there's no point in me even wasting my time getting frustrated <laughs> over. And it takes, and I understand it takes a lot of time, like, yeah. having all that, doing all that yourself is just, I know people do it, and it's amazing, but I'm like, if you, if you can have a team around you, people you trust, especially family, I'll say, or good friends, definitely take it. Definitely take advantage it definitely, of that. Yeah, it definitely makes so it easier. Much. Yeah, it for so sure. I agree. Much. Yeah. You have any questions for me?
2: No. Uh, wh- whoa, whoa. Okay, well, now I'll take this opportunity. So, <laughs> who's your favorite final girl?
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: I know, right? It's the toughest question ever. I couldn't believe somebody, like, dished that out. I'm like,
1: <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> That's tough. That's really tough. Because ho- my, my biggest thing is I'm horrible with names. Mm-hmm. Horrible. I feel you. I'm going to say Friday the 13th Part 7, Tina, the telekinesis girl. Oh really? Yeah, I actually got to. Oh, and this is this could be a big reason why. I actually got to sit on a panel with her. I don't remember the two gentlemen's names. I'm horrible with names, as I said. But the one guy, he wore the jean jacket and the jeans in the movie.
2: Yep,
1: I know who you're like talking her, about. Mm-hmm. Not really her love interest, but you know he was nice to her. And then the doctor. And doctor, dope. He was. Yeah. I did. And. He was in Weekend at Bernie's. I did not, I've i never seen that movie. I guess I got to go see that. But he, like, being on the panel with them was awesome. The doctor, I told him straight up, I was like, in Friday the 13th, I did not like you. Like, he played his role so well that I did not like him in that movie. But in person, I was like, you're freaking awesome. He's so nice, funny. Hello. Oh, it was, it was a great freaking time. Thanks. So, yes, that's my favorite final girl. So who's yours? You're going to ask
2: me that. I'm just yep. sitting here thinking. <laughs> I mean, I always gravitate to Sydney from Scream, the first okay. one. So I would I would definitely say Sydney. That works. Yeah. That works. Especially after everything she goes through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that definitely works. And she's still
2: alive after
1: all of it. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't... That was a good movie. I wasn't huge on that movie like a lot of people were, though. It was... That was... It was I'm, fun. I'm not trying to age myself, but that was kind of during my... <laughs> Yes. Same here. Oh, okay. But it was was a fun horror. I didn't really find... Well, I don't find movies scary anymore as it is, but I didn't really see what would be scary about that. Because...
2: You you weren't scared with the whole Drew Barrymore beginning?
1: That was hilarious. I loved it. (gasps) Oh, okay. (laughs) I loved it. But
2: it didn't scare you at all? Mm
1: Mm-mm. And the thing I loved about it is when they asked her who the killer was in Friday the 13th. Yeah. She said, Jason. I was like, no, no, (laughs) it's his mom.
2: His mom. (laughs) We all know that. Yeah, the original Friday
1: the 13th, (laughs) it's his mother. He doesn't start his killing until part two, but you got to be a horror fan to know that, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Friday the 13th movie?
2: I like the first one, the original. I don't like the remake
1: at all. What about the sequels? One third. You said one, so two through the rest. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm biased. I like the first one. The first I mean, I've watched them all. I, You know, I do have a little soft spot for Jason Takes Manhattan. I do have a soft spot for that. But other than that, I'm all about the first one. But
1: he's not even in the first one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get it though I mean Jason takes Manhattan it's like on one of my worst lists as far as that franchise goes that actually it's the last it's, wait
2: even more than Jason goes to space whatever one
1: that was Uh, Jason X yeah I'm trying to think I think Jason goes to hell is like my least favorite then Jason X and then Jason takes Manhattan but Yeah, I mean, well, no, I like Jason Takes Manhattan better than those other two, but it was just, I like him better at the camp, killing people. Yeah,
2: I like him better at the camp, too. When they took him away from the camp,
1: it was too much for me, and I just, he doesn't travel (laughs) at all. He just stays in his little area. It was fun. his whole base. (laughs) The one thing I can say about every single Friday the 13th movies is it has some amazing kills. I love the kills in them. I think that's what keeps me going to them, because the stories Mm -hmm. are up and down. But, you know, it's it happens.
2: What about Freddy versus Jason?
1: That was fun. Yeah. I wish okay. that they didn't screw Kane Hodder over and had him in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the, again, I'm horrible with names. The guy who played Jason in that movie did an excellent job. Don't get me wrong. But everybody wanted to see Kane Hodder versus Robert. Yeah. Kane and Robert were even doing things, you know, the pictures and all this kind of stuff. And... They did that but it was a fun movie I really did enjoy it and shit, I just I do wish it was a little more serious I get because Freddy's good but I yeah. do wish it was a little more serious and a little darker just because Jason he's not a silly person there's nothing funny about <laughs> there's nothing funny about Jason <laughs> besides when he throws people through windows Yeah, <laughs> but that was like my that was like my only issue with it. I wish it was just darker a little more serious take out some of the comedy of it keep a little mm-hmm. bit in with Freddy's parts, but none at all in Jason's, Jason's parts. And I didn't like how Jason was afraid of water. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Any sense because he's always in water at the end of the movie. He, he's walking out of the water with Freddy's head. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how is he, why, how is he afraid of this? If he's always every movie, he's in the damn water. He goes in the water. Yeah. Other than that, it wasn't bad.
2: I'm with you on the comedy stuff. I'm, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of horror
1: comedy at all. See, at all, and I really enjoy it, but it has to be the right type of the right type of horror comedy. Like, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Thanksgiving is like one of my favorite horror comedy movies with the killer turkey. I haven't
2: seen that in a long time. Yeah,
1: I find it hilarious. But if I'm going to choose comedy horror or regular, I'm always going to go with the regular dark, gory, all that good stuff over the comedy stuff.
2: Yeah, though, I do have to say Cabin in the Woods was pretty epic. That was good. Yeah.
1: Weird ending. It had me so damn confused. I'm like, what what yeah. the hell's going on? <laughs> but it was good. Yeah. Agreed. Is there any um horror remakes you like better than the originals? I
2: want to say yes. I'm just trying to think what it is.
1: I I mean I really
2: like oh go ahead.
1: My mine off the top, Evil Dead I love the Evil Dead remake more better than the original. You do? I did.
2: Yeah, the tree rape is pretty.
1: Insane. It was crazy.
2: That was pretty insane. Um, What was that sorority one? The sorority, sorority row. I really like the remake of sorority row. I guess that's what it's
1: called. I got to put that on my list to see sorority row.
2: (laughs) Sorority row was good. Um,
1: What else? I really, I didn't like this one better. Texas Chainsaw Massacre from two thousand three. I felt that was one of the better remakes done. I didn't like it better than Agreed. the original, just because the original was just so gritty. But that was, like, one of the better remakes that they've done.
2: Agreed. Like, the whole pig thing and her hiding in a pig and running around. and yes. Yeah.
1: It was amazing. I was like, wow, I, they did I so was, good. I was all, Yeah. They did great with when
2: that. She, when they blew off the head, when she, the, and, it was great. And then um, when, when he was hanging from the hooks... Yeah. Oh, that creeped me out. Like, I had to stop watching it at one point because it creeped really? me out so much. I was like, "This is way too realistic." Like, we have to
1: <laughs> just take a break. Oh man, that's. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. Did you see the? Le- did you see the Leatherface movie they did? I think it came out in two thousand seventeen. It like didn't it. hold
2: my interest. I, I did. I did try to start to watch it, and then like halfway through, I just kind of.
1: Really. it you know, Yeah. I get that a lot. Either people really enjoyed it, like myself, or they just. Hated it, like I like guess a lot of other people. I think a lot of people didn't yeah. like how the um, uh-huh. the one big guy, everybody was expecting him to be Leatherface, and it ended up being the pretty boy. That, yeah. that threw me off. I'm like this doesn't even make any damn sense. Why? I mean, I understand he <laughs> gets his face cut, but the other guy was the other guy was already big, and I believe he had I believe he already had he had mental issues as well. Mm-hmm. This guy, he was just he got accused of something. I believe I forgot what the hell the story was. Like I don't, I don't even
2: remember finishing it, but I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. He was like a pretty boy, and he was in that asylum and helping all these people. And I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I liked it though. I mean, I I, I got to stop trying to make sense with horror movies because none of them really make sense. But
2: yeah, like what about the the Halloween from last year?
1: I liked it. Really.
2: Yes. Oh, God, it was that horror comedy stuff again. I was not feeling it.
1: They they did have some in there. Is that what bothered you about it, or was there more than just Extremely. that? Extremely.
2: Yeah, that's just, what bothered me about it. Extremely. I love the whole woman, you know, fighting, we're going to get you a mother, daughter, granddaughter, all that kind of stuff I dug. But, yeah, it was it was the comedies.
1: I could see that. Aspect. It
2: was and too slapstick for me, yeah.
1: I could can, I, I can definitely see that, though. Again, I enjoyed it, but... Jason and Michael, they're very serious. They don't... They're not all about the fun and games. I get the comedy here and there in those kind of movies, but not... Not overdoing it, I guess. Yeah. What about Rob Zombie's Halloween movies? Didn't like those?
2: It's not that I didn't like them. I did like them. I didn't love them. Okay. Yeah. Just some of his, his... I mean, he likes to push the limits, and he likes to, you know... Go there, and he goes to places that I personally don't think you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a, it was a nice different take. Like he kept with the story. He kept he gave a little bit more to the story, and he kind of kept with the whole feel of it. You know, like he didn't one hundred percent try and change it.
1: Okay, what didn't you like about these those two movies?
2: I don't remember the second one very much. I don't think um, anybody really does. The first one. Isn't there, like, huge, like, rape scene or something? I
1: don't know. I haven't seen it in a very long time. There there was in the prison. There was two. I think there were two guards or janitors. Two guards that raped the lady. Yeah, it was very graphic, right? And then Michael came in and killed them. He didn't kill her, surprisingly. He went in there at some point and killed those two. And killed, like, the whole damn prison, actually, after that. Yeah. I mean, um, to
2: me, I feel like you can always kind of imply... Like, we don't need to see that kind of yeah, stuff. I get it. Me personally. Me personally. I understand people like that, and they want to see that. Me personally, I'm like, we don't have to see the nitty-gritty. We can just kind of get the feel of what's going on.
1: I get thing. it. Uh, I, I like the first one a lot. Some people didn't like it because of the whole backstory thing. They're saying, like, it's typical, you know, kid grows up in a bad family, ends up being a murderer, gets bullied, which... I get, and I, I I liked it, but I do also like the original better. How you don't know why he's doing this; he's just doing it.
2: Sometimes less is more, right? It's, yes. Yeah.
1: One of my yeah. friends cannot stand the Rob Zombie remake at all. He's just. We actually did a panel. Whoa. We actually did a panel for that for the first one. We brought up the second one too. They had us sitting on the panel talking about the movie, and then we were gonna show the movie right after. So we got the crowd participating in it and all that. And he was just, like, 100% negative about it. But he was being honest. Like, he wasn't doing it to play up on anything. He was being honest about how he felt. He said a couple of nice things about it. I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. The second one had cool kills. Um, I did not like the white horse and his wife being in it, like, out of nowhere. It made no damn sense to me. I, I don't even remember it that well. I didn't yeah. like it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that well either. <laughs>
1: Are you one of those people that has, that has like the the hate for Rob Zombie like a lot of horror fans do? Or it's either a love hate.
2: So, I don't I don't hate it. I just wish I understood why he was doing some of the things that he did. Like mm-hmm. with 31, I feel I learned more about the movie and understood the movie more mm-hmm. by watching the commentary as opposed to watching the movie. Okay. And I feel the same way with Lords of Salem. I feel, I feel like watching the commentary with Lords of Salem, you understand and you get why he did the things that he did and why, why he was doing the things that he did instead of just watching the regular movie. I don't feel like he, because um, I'm all about story. That's my one thing. I'm all about story. If a movie has a great story, mm-hmm. I'm in it. If, if you don't have a good story, I don't care. If you don't put the pieces together and it doesn't make sense, I'm not with you. And that's how I feel like a lot of his movies recently have been. They just, they're just they just kind of out there, and he just kind of throws things together and just hopes for the best. And for me, I'm like, I need a beginning, a middle, and end, and I need reasons as to why these characters are doing what they're doing and why they're
1: doing it. That That makes sense. So. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I feel with his few movies that I have seen, he does do... He throws too much at you with no reason. Exactly. Exactly. Way too much at you with no reason. It's a fun gore fest, and his wife is in every damn movie, which, I mean, I get it. family. I get it,
2: too. I get it. She's got a nice ass, but we don't have to see it the whole movie. I'm sorry. But
1: there's (laughs) there's other asses out there, if that's the case, and there's better actresses out there, and there's a lot of... Up and coming actresses that can use those roles. He just doesn't, maybe he just doesn't want to pay. He's like, look, you know what? I'll put my wife in the movie. The money just stays here. I
2: think he thinks his wife is the cat's meow, and that's the way that a marriage should be, and I appreciate it. But at the same time, she is not right for everything that you
1: do. (laughs) I I guess I get it, but I mean, I can use myself as an example. I'm not an actor, but as far as like what the podcast goes, my wife. She never wants to come out on an episode. I'm cool with that. But she does like all the behind, like, I don't know how well you can see that. She does the decoration for me because she knows I'm terrible at stuff like that. Yeah. And like when we go to the cons, she'll be doing the table again, spreading, you know, besides my laptop, my hookup stuff. I have to do all the stuff that goes on the table, spreading the cards out and everything nice and neat. She does all that for me. And she enjoys doing the decorating stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's like her thing with it. She pushed me to do the podcast. She actually got me my first mixer. And I ended up upgrading from there, but you got my first mixer, and it came with a microphone, headphones, and a little mixer, so I had, like, everything I needed. I had the laptop and all that, so that helps a lot. And I was joking with her maybe, like, a week or two ago, because my brother's coming out from Colorado to come to this con in October to help at the Mm -hmm. table and all that. And... I was like, you know, you don't, I know she wants to go. I was like, you don't have to go if you want to. I was like, me and Henry could set this. She's like, no, absolutely. I don't trust you two <laughs> setting up the tables and decorate. I was like, why not? She's like, no, just no.
2: It needs a woman's touch. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I mean, me and him are both, whor- I could, if me and him were in control of that, I could see it now. As far as when we're at the table, it'd be the computer, the mixer, you know, the mics and all that. Just spread some business cards out on the table. No organization.
0: Mm-hmm. Throw a couple of random mm-hmm. things
1: on there and then that's it. Just call it a day. With yeah. her, she'll have, like, she, what she did was I have the little card holder. She had some in the card holder, some spread out on the table, and just everything was neat and organized. Me? No. Just throw it on there. As long as my electronics are good, everything else, that, could, that could just sit there. So it's, it's good. So, Rob Zombie, have your wife behind the scenes, man. Just do something. <laughs>
2: <different>. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think she wants to be in front of the camera. It's just the thing is, is that not everybody's an actor. No. You know, everybody thinks that they can act, but not everybody can. is.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, have her in, like, a small cameo thing or get killed off early or something. You don't have to have her as the main character in everything you do. I mean, but at yeah. the same time, happy wife, happy life. So exactly, I can't knock him for that either. <laughs> so it's, it's 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 in the middle for me. It's in the yeah. middle.
2: I think he's doing what's best for him.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? He's like, this this will, you know, this'll keep her quiet. Let me put her in this movie as the main character again. Let me just have her write the script. She can just write her own script for what she wants to do for her roles. It's
2: But I think her character in 31 looked epic. The wig, the outfit, the jeans, like I was feeling that character. I just wasn't feeling her performance.
1: So. Did you like her in any movie?
2: No. No?
1: no, no. <laughs> No. Okay, I have one for you. I, I don't mean to be mean,
2: but no. I don't. Who is your
1: if who's your least favorite actor or actress? Is it her?
2: Oh yeah, but I don't even think about her when I think about something like that. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely have to say Sherry
1: Let's see. Mine My- off the top, Nicolas Cage.
2: Oh, God. Yes.
1: Oh, thank yes. you. Thank I you. I mean,
2: he was really great in the beginning of his car- in his career. Like, really, really great. Like, he was freaking hungry. He wanted it. And then, slowly but surely, he started to kind of lose it. And <laughs> I don't know if it's the scripts that he's getting or what, but it's just not there.
1: <laughs> There's been so many episodes I've talked about this guy and my <laughs> distaste for him. My brother's is um Corey Feldman. I don't know. Yeah,
2: why, I'm not like Corey Feldman either.
1: I don't know why. He just really like. The funny thing is, this started like a few years ago. I don't know how the conversation came up because he's like Corey Feldman's in a lot of his favorite movies, a lot of good movies that, mm-hmm. you know we grew up liking. Ninja Turtles is one. I believe he did the voice of Donatello. Friday the Thirteenth Chapter Four, and a bunch of other movies. And when I first asked, I was like, "So why don't you like him?" And he was like, "He's like it's personal." He's like it's personal, so I can't really divulge that with you. I'm like you don't even know him. How the hell you have a personal issue? <laughs> but over the years, this maybe within the past year or two, I figured out how much I don't like Nicolas Cage. Like so I understand where he's coming from now, and I'm just—he's the last movie I seen with Nicolas Cage, and it was the movie Mandy on Shutter. And mm-hmm. it, every role, I feel like Nicolas Cage just plays. I couldn't himself. get into
2: it either. Everybody says it's so good.
1: It's not. I. And I only watched it for the sake of the podcast. That's the only reason why I watched it. I did say something nice about him in the movie or in the episode. I said he had a cool shirt on, the tiger shirt. I liked that. That was pretty much it. Because he's always so, like, over the top. He's always so over the top. Mm-hmm. He's always yelling in every damn... I don't know what the hell he's yelling about, but he always finds a reason to just start yelling and screaming for no reason. I'm like, you, got, you know that this is a different movie, Nick. This isn't... Mandy, this is something else. This is Bambi now. What, what, what are you yelling for now? <laughs> Stop. The only two movies that I remember liking him in, that I remember seeing him in, that I liked him in, I liked Face Off. Yep. And I liked um, Gone in 60 Seconds. I haven't seen either one of those movies in years. Oh Yeah, I haven't seen them in a long time. Here. Gone in 60 Seconds had Pretty Women and I Love Cars. So he probably had nothing to do with that movie as far as me liking it. Face Off, though, with him and John Travolta... I might have seen that in the past 10 years. That was a good movie. Maybe not because of Nick, but I just, I feel like he's somebody else who just kind of just writes his own script. I don't know who he knows, who he has dirt on. If, I guess if him and Rob Zombie's wife get into a movie together, that's just, oh.
2: (laughs) Comical. (laughs) It would be a comedy instead of a tragedy.
1: (laughs) I don't even know if I would watch it. I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to watch? It's horror. Somebody wants to watch it. Damn. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. And he's, yeah. like, I'm so, he's the type of person, well, I wouldn't even get his autograph for him if he gave it to me. I wouldn't want it because I just, okay. if I got it, I would sell it. I Like, I I would, like, all right, I'll say this. I wouldn't get it personalized to me because, like, a lot of my autographs, I know I'm, I, I'm never going to sell. I get these autographs because I'm a big fan of yours, so I want it personalized to me. Him, I was like, what's your name? Don't worry about it. my name. It's uh-huh. just right mm-hmm. from Nicolas Cage, whatever. I'm going to let you know right <laughs> now. I'm just going to sell this on eBay, and hopefully I can get a pretty penny for it. Corey Feldman, I'd get his autograph. Yeah. I... Why? Oh. I only don't I... like Corey Feldman because of what he did to Jason to that innocent man in Chapter 4. Other than that, I don't really have an issue with him. I mean, he's, he's, he is crazy, and I don't know. I've...
2: I've had to deal with him in real life and it just wasn't present.
1: Yeah. Really? Mm. Speaking of him, (laughs) there's a a horror group that I'm in, which I got to send you the link to my stuff too, but um, somebody had like a Corey Feldman shirt with a bunch of movies he was on. And I I was searching online, I'm telling you, I was searching online for hours trying to find this shirt, but I guess they got it custom made because I was going to buy it. I didn't care if it was like 45, I was going to buy it and ship it to my brother (laughs)
2: Oh, my God, is, like, a joke. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I know he would have laughed. He would have cussed me out. He would have laughed at it and all that good stuff. Even if, like, I didn't say it was from me, he would know it was from me. Like, if I put, mm-hmm. you know, but I couldn't find it, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to find, like, bah. a regular, just a regular Corey Feldman thing to send to him. But <laughs> you got to do stuff like that to people here and yeah, there. Yeah,
2: for sure. Keep them on their toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: If there was um any actor you can have in your your YouTube channel, I'll say one actor and one actress, and I know three of them who it wouldn't be, so who's the two that it would be? I've been
2: really wanting John Cassier somehow some way, some reason why. he's the voice from Tales of the Crypt. I really want him on Malvolia. Anyway, whether it's just his voice or if he's actually, like, on acting or if he's on acting as a character, like,
1: hands down. That's awesome. As far as... Oh, go ahead. I actually met him a couple years ago at ScareCon. Yeah. I'm so mad I didn't get his autograph. My brother did. Such a nice freaking guy. So awesome. So funny. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: when we went to the con... I used to be able to do his laugh when I was a kid. I can't do that anymore. My brother told me he was scared of the laugh, so I would do it anytime we were hanging out or anytime I called him. <laughs> so when we get to the con, I'm talking, you know, we're talking to the guy, talking to John. And I tell him, I'm like, hey, growing up, he was scared of your voice in a laugh. So from when I told him that to when we left his table, he was just talking in that voice the whole time. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, that's so, that's so freaking awesome.
2: He's a cool dude. I kind of ran into him at Son of Monster Palooza, Like, we were going to a restaurant, and he was coming out of it. And he asked me where I got my dress as as Melville. Yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah. As far as an actress, I would, like, any way, shape, or form, love to work with Barbara Crampton. Anyway.
1: Put it in the atmosphere. Put it out there. (laughs) Try to reach out to them both.
2: I'd try to reach out to John. Okay. And I got I got sent to his manager, so I've just been waiting for a better time to approach his manager with a with a better kind of offer type thing.
1: That's awesome. But That's... as far as Barbara Crampton,
2: we just threw it out there.
1: There you go. You got you got to shoot your shot. Remember, you can't be afraid or offended by the word no.
2: Exactly, and I hear it all happens. the time. So yes. Me too,
1: especially for my wife. But
2: hey. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Always yes. remember.
1: <laughs> yes. And you can't even say happy husband. Nothing really rhymes with husband, so that's pretty See much that.
2: it. <laughs> Sorry you guys are screwed for the rest of your lives.
1: <laughs> but we're happy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just pretend to be at least.
1: <laughs> but John that would be cool if you can get him on your on your show. That'd be awesome actually. Yeah. Voice or whatever. That would be really, really cool actually. Yeah. It can happen. Okay. Anything's possible. Exactly. I just really
2: want the right time to do it, yeah. And there hasn't been a right time yet, but it will. There will be.
1: There, there you go. Be. There you go. And you're out in LA. I feel like everybody's out there.
2: hmm Yeah, I can usually kind of get my bits on some people.
1: Yeah. You know, so. you could probably you could probably get Nicolas Cage on there if you really wanted to. Ooh,
2: because I so want to. <laughs> <laughs> and- talk about a dramatic scene i'd
1: have to write for him and i'll be this i don't don't take any offense by this but that guy i feel like he'll take like any role like well
2: because he went through that whole thing with the um oh what do they call it where he got gypped out of all of his money Mm. yeah no i feel like that's the reason why he's been taking like whatever he can get because he lost all that money in that whatchamacallit
1: scheme the ponzi scheme the ponzi
2: scheme yeah
1: he was a part of that
2: yeah, he was what? with that one guy. No, no, no Trump I,
1: Trump. I didn't know I didn't know he was a part of that. Or oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. A part
1: of getting screwed out of money. Well, that part sucks.
2: Oh, Yeah, big shot. One of the New Yorker Ponzi scheme guys. Yeah.
1: Gotta invest better, Nick. Should've invested in my podcast. You have a lot of, right? Even though it wasn't yeah. out at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll,
2: he'll know for next time. Gotta do your research.
1: Yep.
2: If something seems too good to be true, if-
1: it usually is. is nine <laughs> times out of ten, maybe even ten times out of ten. Like, yep. oh wow, I can get two billion dollars just by clicking this button. Boom. By just giving you
2: like a thousand dollars, I'm gonna get two billion dollars back. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds
1: yeah, you know, that math sounds about right. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh man. Halloween specials, drunken zombies. Now, do you do like horror food or beverages?
2: We did um, some drink episodes,
1: yeah. That's awesome. Some alcoholic beverage ones, yeah. I definitely got to get into those. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, Garrett, Garrett Lee, who plays Victor, uh, he is a bartender in real life, or okay. was. He isn't anymore, but he used to be, and so he would come up with a lot of our drink uh, drink ideas. We only did like three or four of them, but they're, they're fun. Yeah, we created little skits around them
1: to make them that make sense. See, that's cool. I like stuff. I like stuff like that. And I like how people are, so many people, especially like yourself, do all these, they, you just have all these ideas in your head, I'm guessing, and you actually put them out there. You don't really care. I mean, you want people to watch it. You want people to like it, but you don't really care how they feel about it either way at the end of the day. And you just yeah. get that out there. That's awesome. I w-
2: and what, what it, when it comes to me, it's like I don't hear any feedback. <laughs> like, I don't hear if somebody hates something or if somebody likes something. I never hear really very much anything. Really? Um, there have been a lot of people that have been rewatching stuff lately, and I have gotten a couple, like, newbies watching my stuff that have, have expressed like and interest. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, there's not really much talk about it. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing my thing and hoping for the best.
1: Well, when you join my, <laughs> uh, my horror group... Share it all over there. People will watch yeah. it. Yeah. Go from there, and I'll definitely share it and shout it out. Thank you. And like I said, I'm gonna send you once we're done recording. I'm gonna send you to this one director that every time I have actors and actresses on, since I've had him on, I tell him like, "Look, man, I got somebody else for you to contact," and he'll just. I don't know what happens. Like I'm not gonna say he works with everybody, but. Yeah. He'll at least contact them and go from there. Again, I have no idea what happens with film. I'm a podcaster. I know, mm-hmm. what this, I know what to do with this, but that's mm-hmm. not my expertise, but I try to, I try to help everybody out because it helps him if he can connect with an actor or actress, and it helps that actor or actress if, you know, they can connect with him. Yeah, vice for versa. sure. I've actually had him on here twice. Well, one episode got out. The other episode, I had him on about a month ago, more <clears throat> or less, mm-hmm. and my computer decided to crash before I can send the episode mm-hmm. to my brother. But yep. I, I, It happens. It sucks, but it happens. I learned my lesson, which I've been telling myself this ever since I started the podcast. When you're done with an episode, Aaron, mix it down and send it to your brother. Of course, I yep. never did that. And it takes yep. like five minutes, tops. Never did that, never did that. And this isn't the first time that I've had, like, I have a newer computer now, but this isn't the first time that a computer's crashed on me and I've lost stuff. And you'd think after one or two times I'd learn. <laughs> so... I guess third time's the charm. Third
2: time's the charm, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I I recorded earlier today before I was recording with you, and right once I was done with that episode, I actually mixed it down and sent it to my brother. Yep. So far. Just
2: getting in the habit of it, for sure.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and it's easy. Like, I'll the, the worst part about it for me, and this is for anybody who does this type of stuff, save it. Save it on multiple platform, or, you know, save it on multiple devices for one. And if you have somebody that mixes it down for you as far as the podcast stuff goes, send it to them as soon as possible don't wait don't wait because i'm the type of person when i'm done recording i'll still be sitting upstairs at times and just doing nothing nothing productive just chilling maybe scrolling the internet looking for more horror stuff i'm like well i'm doing this i could just this could have been sent so that's my (laughs) advice to all you (laughs) horror fans out there that want to start a podcast and all that um have you ever and i'll tell you mine right after asking this question, have you ever like started recording something, let's say audio or video and forgot to save it or did not know how to save it with that device you were using? No. No. Okay. Well, I did. <laughs> 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 it was a device. Let me show you this flash drive. It was a device about the size of this flash drive here, right? Ooh. A little recorder thing my wife got me. It, was, it may have been a little bit bigger than this. And... It was for this podcast it was, supposed to be, it was supposed to be my very first episode we were on our way it was me my brother henry and my brother rob we were on our way up to Scaricon. we all carpooled i'm like hey you know let's we're talking horror and randomness let's just record it on the way okay cool so i turned the thing on and i hit record way there we take we stop we made one rest stop so i turned the thing off turn it back on, we get back on the road, and then on our way home, same thing. I come home, like, oh, man, this is going to be some good stuff. There was some hilarious stuff. Come in, set up the computer, nothing. I'm like, what the hell? So I finally, as you know, men don't read directions or no. anything. I finally <laughs> flipped the device over, and on the back, it says on, off, and then for record, it says record, save. But I would just, I had um... the recording thing on, and then I would just turn the thing off, <laughs> so there was no save. But, I'm not mad about it. I was never mad about it. Like it was, I made it into a joke. I've said this story plenty of times and it's just to get it out there for people who want to record podcasts or whatever. Definitely pay attention. Double, triple, quadruple check. Mm -hmm. Even if you've been doing it for, I think I have like 70 something episodes out, whatever. If you have a million episodes out, double, triple, quadruple check. Cause you're all, there's that going to be that one time. You're just like, damn, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. One time you forget for sure. Yeah. But, I'm ha- I mean, obviously I wish I could get that episode. I wish I could have had that episode out, but I'm happy it happened when it happened and it happened with people that I've known for a while. So it wasn't like me recording with you and then all of a sudden, oh shit, I forgot to, to hit gone. record. Yeah. So go, what the hell? This guy sucks. I on his podcast, <laughs> he didn't record nothing. Waste my damn time. We gotta do it over. <laughs> yeah. So yes, definitely everybody pay attention to what you're doing as far as you know, the recording and save it multiple places. And again, if you have a producer, send it to them as soon as you can because <laughs> you lose some good stuff if you don't. And I lost, <laughs> but the most recent one, I think I lost two interviews and two movie reviews, I think. The two movie reviews weren't as big of a deal. The two interviews, I did talk to both the guys. They're cool. Their movie, the movie reviews are kind of easy to go back and redo those, but the interviews, you can't, there's no, like, reset, rewind. That's just great conversation. That's just I don't know what that lost in space. I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, but, memories.
1: Yes, great memories. <laughs> but they were both like, "Hey, man, I, I, I felt so bad too." I'm like, "Hey, because what the one guy, his name is Greg. I had him on. That was the first time I ever had him on. Mm-hmm. The other guy, Chase, I had him on one other time before. So I didn't. I, I'm not gonna say I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel as bad because we have worked together before. So it wasn't like." Oh man, this asshole doesn't know what he's doing. Type of thing. But they both understood, like, hey, you know, technology—shit happens. We'll be true. back on again. Very, very true. I got two people to send you to actually. Now that I think, actually, wait, I have a few. We'll discuss this after.
2: <laughs> excellent, excellent. I love New Blood. <laughs> yes,
1: these guys are. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Um, have you seen the movie The Evil Down the Street? It's on Amazon Prime.
2: No, but I'll go check it out.
1: I had. The main actress on there who plays the mother. I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. It's based on true events. And I had the neighbor on there. He's in it briefly. He's also the producer of the movie. And I had... There's a priest in the movie. He's the director. I think I got that right. One's the producer, one's the director. But I've had those three on here so far on the podcast. And the movie... I enjoyed the movie. It's an indie film. Cinematography is great. But you know how indie films can be. I really enjoyed the movie. It's, uh, I guess you would say supernatural-ish mm-hmm. or demon-ish something. Mm-hmm. It's nothing mm-hmm. crazy over the top either, but it's it's a fun movie.
2: Oh, cool. I'll definitely check it out.
1: So I definitely highly recommend that. And then um, I know you're not into horror comedy, but the guy Greg, I just got to shout his movie out, Garden Party Massacre. Oh, yeah. I, I love f- Greg Bla- Gregory Blair. Yeah, yes. I know
2: Gregory Blair.
1: He's one of them. Yeah, okay. And then
2: he uh, was he was on Mal- he was on Melvolia episode.
1: Oh, I gotta find that. Christmas one. It was
2: that. the 12 dark it was it was like the last day the last Christmas one.
1: Okay. of Two years ago. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna look for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. <laughs> Garden Party Massacre is amazing. I actually saw it at a film festival.
1: I didn't see it yet. And the funny thing oh, was Oh god, it's so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it and review it with my friend Matt. But I had Greg on before I even like I didn't get to really do my homework on them, but mm-hmm. I try to just—I think it's good and bad in a sense because I like—I like, I like when people come on here and kind of sell themselves instead of me just looking on IMDb and hey, you were in this, this. I rather them sell themselves and yeah. whatever project they have out, whatever project they want to talk about. It makes the conversation flow kind of a little bit better than me just stating all the facts. and
2: rambling off stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: mm-hmm. more natural.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, he was—that guy's freaking hilarious. Oh my he's goodness, great. he's hilarious. Yeah. And then the other guy, his name's Chase Dudley, he has a movie on Amazon Prime right now called, it's not a horror movie, it's called my Payday. My friend
2: Laura is one of the leads in it. Yeah.
1: And Payday? Lord,
2: yeah, Laura Jean Lumaire She's my best friend. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: She's but, also in
2: Malvolia as well.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to watch all this now. But... It's funny because those are the people I was going to be sent you already know who they are and those are the two oh, yeah. those are the two guys <laughs> which again great guys I'm I'm,
2: I'm in like at a right now we're waiting on a project that I'm working with on Gregory Blair, with Gregory Blair called Winter Haven
1: Nice nice Yeah Yeah that's awesome that's a TV series right Correct Yeah Awesome yeah I did I see him posting about it a lot actually So wow that's cool well, those are the two guys. <laughs>
2: okay, funny. Yeah, but I'd have to be reintroduced to to Chase. Something happened, and our connection got kind of cut off. Um, but yeah,
1: well, I can first. I can get you his information, and then the two from the evil down the street, I'll get you their information too.
2: Cool.
1: Just for something. Yeah,
2: that's but amazing.
1: Is there anything you want to plug or discuss any longer?
2: Well, Malvolia season three is coming soon. We're looking like mid-September launch. Um, also, I am a part of uh, the Paranoia Tapes franchise mm. and I took over uh, the f- part five. And so, um, I'm just finishing up one of the short films on that and that'll be released on Amazon Prime very shortly as well. That's awesome. Um, I am, as Malvolia, I've been hosting with the Boneyard, with the Boneyard Effects. And... Yeah, and I
1: also have another horror anthology coming out
2: called Horror Nights. Horror Nights. Um, horror Nights. So that'll probably be on Amazon Prime as well too. So a lot of things in the works. A lot of things coming out very, very soon. So
1: that's that's yeah. all awesome. And I love yeah. I love horror anthologies. I just learned that definition like in the last year. I think <laughs> I didn't know what the hell the anthology was when I heard the oh, word. Oh yeah. I heard it on another podcast. I'm like, what the hell is? That? I'm like, oh, I've seen so many damn anthologies. Didn't even know that this was an anth. I didn't know what that word was. I didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. It's like, yeah, get into it.
2: Um, 10:31 Part Two. I still believe is being launched Halloween, and so um, next Friday, I'm I'm shooting my segments for it, and then that's, that's awesome. another horror, horror anthology. Um,
1: so yeah, there's that's, a lot of stuff going that's on. Really, really cool. I'm gonna have to hmm. get your. All your links and stuff, so I can post it on this page. I'll tell you after. Well, um, sure. Damn, I felt like I was gonna say something else and I completely forgot. That's awesome. That uh, you're, you're involved in a lot of cool, cool, really cool stuff.
2: I am. I'm really, really fortunate and really lucky. Yeah, work and I, I work very, very hard.
1: <laughs> okay. Hard work, you have to work hard. You yeah. have to.
2: Yeah, I think people forget about that. I think people think that just things happen and. Um, things are just put together and that's not the case for me. I'm always a part of the writing process, the filming process, the directing process, the acting process, the editing process. I'm a part of everything. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot as we were talking about earlier. That's a
1: lot. It is, (laughs) but it's, I feel it's a good thing because you learn so much, so many different areas, so many different aspects of a of a film in general, like you're learning from the bottom to the top. You know how to do all that stuff. Even if you don't know bits and pieces, you know what goes into it, which gives you a bigger appreciation for it. I'm sure makes you work harder at it. And yeah, that's awesome.
2: Especially if I'm, if I'm, if I know I'm editing a project, I will, I can get around a lot of hoopla Mm -hmm. because I already know how I want to set it up. I already know, especially if I've written the script too, I already know how I want it showed. I already know how I want it, shot. I already know how I want it to be presented. So we don't have to do 85 different angles. We don't have to say it 85 different times because I know exactly how I want it and how I want it to be done.
1: Okay. (laughs) I like no I I get it though. I like that answer. I have one I have one last question for you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is my one last question. Um as far as like I'll say up-and-coming YouTubers slash indie horror film makers or they want to be in the film behind the camera and all that what's some what's some word of advice you would give to them i know you're gonna say work hard but besides like working hard
2: never wait for anybody's permission just do it that's always been my motto just we we have cameras with us constantly i've got a camera on my phone right now we Mm -hmm. always have something that we can do. So you can't use, oh, well, I don't have a red camera. I don't have an airy camera. I don't have... You can't use that as an excuse anymore because you're carrying around a camera constantly. You can do whatever you want to do. You just got to get it out on the paper and just do it, finish it, and put it out to the world. And be aware that when you put it out to the world, people are usually not very nice because they're usually really jealous because mm-hmm. you're doing what they want to do. So they're gonna be mean. So if you can get that hard skin really quickly too, get it on. <laughs>
1: that's that's good. That's good right there. And yeah, I'm with you a hundred percent on that. Whether it's again with the YouTubes, even streaming video games, just do it. Just do it. At the end yeah, of the day, just, just try do it, do it. And I'll even say with the podcasting scene, because I got asked this question on a podcast panel in October. A person was at, I don't know if it was a young kid or what, but they're saying, like, with the podcast, like, do you make money off of this? I, I was like, no, absolutely not. I don't not. either. I make nothing. I make zero. I make zero. And I feel if it's something that you want to go to, I mean, I understand some people would love to make certain things a career. I would love to make this up my career. That would be mm-hmm. awesome, but that's not why I'm, I'm doing it because I'm passionate about it. I have a great mm-hmm. time with it. I love meeting other people that are other horror fans like yourself yeah networking and all that i do it because of those reasons obviously if somebody came with a big check or with some ads hey we want to put absolutely this on podcast bring it space. yeah <laughs> i'll just make it i would make it clear like look i'll join your network if if possible i like to be i love being independent but i'm still playing by my own rules i own this 100 percent. i'm dropping this when i drop it i'm doing it how i do it and if you can't stick with that then hey i mean yeah you're gonna pay me but I don't want you to own my work. That's one thing people, if you can, make sure you always own your work. And I just, I mean, I get it. I learn it just from listening to, like, music. Like, there's a lot of amazing artists out there. They don't own their masters. They don't own their own music. And they worked on it, which is sad if you really think about it. Like, I put hours and hours and hours, I mean, as far as a the musician, they put all that time into the song or the album they make, and then they don't even own it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad So own your material if you can people and just try have fun with it at the end of the day have fun with this stuff don't try to do it to, don't try to do it to make money if you're going into it to make money you're going to do as far as the podcast goes I'll say you'll do maybe 4 or 5 episodes see that nothing's coming in see that you're spending more than you're making and you're just going to be upset and you're going to probably going to quit you're not going to give it your all but if you do it as a hobby start out small grab your phone there's plenty of apps there's I use Podbean, but there's other podcast networks you can use. You can record right on your phone, do an episode, build your way up. If you have a laptop, use your laptop camera and mic, say, put some money aside, get yourself a mixer and all that. If you really want to and go from there, I eventually Mm -hmm. update with my camera and there's other one other thing, but I'm not going to divulge that to the whole world yet. What I want to do, but, um, yeah, believe in yourself too, people. Even yeah. if no one else does, you got to believe in yourself when it comes to all this.
2: No one else will. You have to. No. Yeah.
1: You'll get those few that will believe in you, your close family and friends, but if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get anywhere, even if people believe in you because you're not going to try. Exactly. Yeah, that was a little positivity. That's beautiful. That was
2: deep. That was some deepness,
1: yes. It is. <laughs> and back to my episodes I lost, I think part of the conversation kind of went like that, bits and pieces, and, well, they're out there again now. <laughs> Here we go. (laughs) But, again, thank you so much for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Thank Um, you for having me, yeah. Anytime. And, uh, can you just stay put for, like, two minutes? I'm gonna end this, save it, and then Mm -hmm. go from there. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Twitch, Facebook, all that other fun stuff. Definitely check out my volia, the Queen of the Screams. She's on I know she has a Facebook group page or she has a Facebook page. Go like that. Share the hell out of that. Join my page. Share the hell out of that. Check out her YouTube page. Very entertaining. Very funny. Very, very, very creative. Check all that stuff out. Keep supporting independent artists like ourselves and follow your dreams. And as always, I'll see you in your